podcast. I am Becca from Insightful Connections. And I'm Michelle from Michelle Price Alive Worker. Welcome to the podcast. We are just a couple of uh, spiritually aware chicks. I've uh, got a couple of interesting things to say, Rebecca, hopefully. We certainly do. And our mission, as always, is to get you to learn something, give you some guidance and some tips and tricks, and, you know, with a draw card and maybe some an affirmation or two. Yeah, I so I've got a card. Oh, great. Um, yeah, I've drawn a card, so I'll do that in a uh, second. Mm-hmm. So the theme for today, Michelle, very exciting, very mm. exciting, shadow work. Well, I don't know if exciting is the right word, Rebecca, but um, we'll say <laughs> challenging maybe. I don't know if anyone's excited about doing that. Yeah, but yeah, it's necessary. I, I'm actually doing a lot of shadow work at the moment. Oh, um, yeah. And, and I'm really excited about it. I'm ready to release a lot of stuff and just go through and see what part I play. Yeah. Uh, before we get into that, Michelle, what's been going on with you? Well, I'm just putting my little card into the show notes. So um, I'll do that so we've got something to look at. Uh, okay. So shadow work, great. Um, so what have I been up to? Well, Rebecca, um, what's been consuming my life in the last, uh, let's say, four or five weeks is Sunday school. So I am teaching Sunday school, who would have thought? Um, I can't believe they trust me. However, um, I do have a blue card, so that's a great thing. But, um, yeah, I'm actually, yeah, teaching Sunday school. Who knew? Uh, I do feel very lacking in knowledge because when I listen to the other ladies, I just think, my gosh, they know uh, so much, like so much more than I do. But the kids are beautiful. And they did actually ask me if I wanted to work with the um, littlies. And you know what? I've got to say I'm really happy that I didn't do that. And that sounds terrible. But um, these kids are like, you know, three and up. And uh, the kids that I work with at the moment are like grade four. So I guess it's three up to maybe year um two something three um so they're pretty little and a lot of them are pretty small and I was watching this poor lady I went in to um ask a question of the um lady that was looking after the littlies and I walked in and she was trying to vacuum and she had a kid off hanging off each leg and she's vacuuming and I was just like I walked in I just went oh um I think you you're a bit busy <laughs> I was just like, oh my God. And then um, I went in the previous week to ask them a question about the play because I'm doing a play with them, with the kids. And um, the lady was in there and she was trying to talk to me, but she had a kid hanging off her arm. And she's like, I'm hungry. And all this. And then she's like, yep, yep. And she goes, look, I don't have an assistant. So I can't actually go to the kitchen and get any food. And this kid's like, I'm hungry. Like hanging off her arm. And I was like, oh my God, um, <laughs> I'll come back later. So it's like, I'm just really glad that I didn't go into that because I'm just like, you know, um, that's kind of like babysitting. <laughs> it's like, there's not a lot of teaching going on in that room. So, you know, and they're great. I mean, those ladies are fabulous and they do a wonderful job and, and everything. And I really hats off to them. Um, but for me, I guess I just want to have some interaction. I want to, you know, educate and do some actual activities. And, you know, so I'm really excited about doing that. However, here's me, brand new Sunday school teacher and just kind of observing at the moment. And I was only there for like, you know, two weeks. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, um, that was weird. Do you want to, Rebecca, just become an owl all of a sudden. Um, but yeah, I'd only been there like, you know, two weeks and just observing. And then they're like, oh, we've got this play. And, you know, and Linda's just like, you know, do you have any ideas? And I said, well, when I was at, you know, Sunday school myself or when I was going to church myself, we were part of a youth group. And I actually, um, a lady at church was actually an actress and she actually, uh, cast us all in plays every year and we'd all do that as part of church like all the kids that get together and we'd all be part of the you know um play and we'd have to learn our lines and blah 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 and she goes oh great well you can organize the play then 
And I'm like, oh, shivers. Um, okay. So two weeks into observing, I'm organizing a play with like 12 children, 12 children, Rebecca, um, and, you know, all the Sunday school teachers and everything else. So we're actually doing this tomorrow. And uh, this is recording a little bit ahead of time. But I'm uh, Jacob. And it's a blessing of his 12 sons. So Becca's gone. So that's going to be really exciting. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. That's happening tomorrow. And everything has been about that for the last uh, few weeks, trying to prepare myself for that to happen. Okay. And so, Beck, that's pretty much it for me. I mean, I'm just really nervous about this whole Sunday school play situation. So hopefully that all goes really well. Um, but yeah, it's really exciting just having that involvement with the kids. Um, what's been going on with you, love? It sounds like it's a lot of fun, actually, Michelle. It being, really is. Being, like kids, working with kids is is hilarious. Like you sort yeah. of find, you, you walk away at the end of the day and you come back and you're just like, what is yeah. that all about? <laughs> we were doing, um, actually in our rehearsals, we were doing rehearsals last week um, on Sunday and just trying to make sure the kids were going to be okay with it all. And um, it was quite funny because when they came up to see me, because I'm playing Jacob, so I had this like, big... Um, I've got a lot of material, just loose material with nice patterns on it. And so I had one of them wrapped around my head. I had like a stocking around my head to keep that on. And I had like all this, like I had a sheet. I had like another layer of like material. I had like um, all this stuff on. And I'm sort of sitting in this chair and these little tiny kids are real young ones. Like they were about, you know, three or something. They were sort of like when they were like, go over and see that lady over there. And they're all like, their little eyes were like, oh you know they didn't want to come anywhere near me and I was like I'm going just pretend I'm Santa Claus and she still didn't look impressed this little three-year-old she wasn't impressed <laughs> um but I was just like oh you know come and sit on my knee or whatever you just pretend I'm Santa Claus and yeah she didn't really fall for it um so one of the other Sunday school teachers had to kind of prod her um to get her over in front of me but anyway um yeah what's been going with you <laughs> prodder this poor child yeah. poke her in the back with her broomstick yeah get over there get over there <laughs> welcome to Sunday school Oh, well, this week for me has been really interesting. I have my daughter turning 10, my youngest is Ooh, turning You're getting to be an old lady. Double digits, absolutely, absolutely. But, that, but that'll come in October when my older two turn 18. Oh, golly. I That's know, something. right? There you go. And not just one of them. It's not like just let's just ease into this. Let's just have no. Two adults at children. the same time. Wow, yeah. that's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. Oh, beasties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah, trying to organize birthdays, and then it's my niece's birthday, and it's my other niece's birthday. And I've got, we've got like four little Virgos running around, all cousins together. That is going to be fun when they grow Ooh, up. Ooh, fun <laughs> love that that's been lots of fun and of course our baby guinea pig and mama big guinea pig is doing really well what was the baby called again um well you hadn't named it you hadn't named it when i saw you that's right we hadn't named it so i told i i i said to mia i said michelle thinks we should call it sushi that's right oh my gosh she said maybe but she ended up calling it what did she call it zaz Zazu sushi, she called it. Zazu, what's Zazu mean? Zazu sushi. Um, so Zazu is because she had a couple of little friends come over for a sleepover for her birthday um, last weekend. That's right. And you were going to yeah. come up with a the name then. Yep. Yeah, and they were going to come up with a name. So one of them was just like, let's call it 
Zazu. She's like, okay, well, we can call it, I want to call it Zazu Sushi. So this. Wow, we got sushi in there. So that's good. But I don't know what Zazu is. It's so bizarre. (laughs) Zazu Zazu is, um, I think, from The Lion King. It's the bird. There's a little character. Oh, okay. So it is actually something. I thought she might have just made it up. Yeah, no. No, it is it is um, something, but um, I don't know why they reflected the guinea pig with a bird. I have no idea, but these are children and we just go with the flow. Go with the flow. <laughs> That's so what she wants to do. Is Are they calling it um, that? Like are they calling it Zazu or what are they actually calling it? Zazu Sushi. No, but is that what is that what she's calling it? Like, yeah, that's when what she's, she's calling, calling it. To the, add to the guinea pig, she's saying both names. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Okay. What I thought there might be a shortening there, but uh, that's that's pretty intense. All right. So we've got Cookie and Zazu Sushi, which is that's... funny because on that, when Mia was a lot younger, we got um, Missy, uh, a rescue dog, and mm. her name was Missy at the time, but she didn't want to call it Missy because she was going through the frozen phase and wanted to call her Elsa. Uh-huh. So, so we compromised and we've got Missy Elsa. And then Missy it was Elsa. about five months later, <laughs> Missy Elsa, about oh five gosh. months later or so, we got a, another little puppy um, and we called her Belle Anna. So Anna from Frozen because she was still going, do I want to call this we one have Anna? to add the Anna on. I'm like, we're yes. not having El- – no, 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 we're not having <laughs> – Elsa and Anna. <laughs> Elsa and Anna. No, 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 no. So we ended up with Missy Elsa and Bellana. Oh, my gosh. I know. That's a lot, Rebecca. I don't even know how you know those names. I don't even know how you remember the names. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, first she was called Annabelle, but that got a bit scary for us. So we just <laughs> didn't want to call it Annabelle. Yeah, that's a little, that no, we're not going, we're not going there. We don't <laughs> love the, we don't love the dolls that much. My no, God. we don't, no, we don't love um, the dolls that much. So we swapped it around and did Bellana. Have a look at the card. Oh my gosh, little puppies. So Have that's really husky. strange. That's really strange because we weren't really, I wasn't really <gasps> and it's talking about animals or. And it's the 10. 10. Oh, yes. Isn't that bizarre? Isn't that weird? The whole time you were talking, I was just thinking, this is going to be funny when I show her the car. She'll be like, oh my God, what is going on there? <laughs> um, so, and I was actually, what's really weird is I was thinking about your daughter when I was reading the meaning mm-hmm. after what you were talking about. And um, so this is the end. This is an ending and a beginning, this one. So winter's often the hibernation. The dog with the lead in his mouth is about taking charge, taking control. So you got the fire hydrant there, and that's often about, you know, I guess marking your territory. Um, but he's basically taking himself for a walk here. So it's all about taking charge, leadership. Um, he's a husky. So huskies obviously were involved in pulling the sleds. They're very strong as well. Uh, and so this is an ending. So it can be to do with um, jobs, projects, relationships as well, uh, which can be, you know, happy and sad, uh, relief or disappointment. So there's a lot of sort of mixed emotions here. Um, putting aside your fears about those changes and trusting that a brighter future awaits. So any fear about this particular change, and we put that to one side and we trust that there is um, a brighter future ahead. So there's always something to look forward to essentially, which is weird because I actually put this into this episode today as well. And you'll see that very soon. So it all sort of ties in together. And I was thinking about Mia when I was looking at that. So that's pretty profound, hey? That's a beautiful card for her. Absolutely gorgeous. I feel like that's very appropriate. No problem. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't meant to be for your daughter. It was meant to be for everyone, but um, but. it did seem to relate very closely. It 
does. to her. Yeah. And, and of course, as always, when we do draw cards and affirmations, whoever is hearing it, it's obviously mm. something that they need information, message yep. that they need at the time, which is, it's just, you know, absolutely amazing how this mm. all works. Yeah. So and anyone listening should be able to relate to that, we would think. Um, so let's get into the show, Beck. So um, look, who wants to do shadow work? Question mark. I mean, who really Me. wants to? Um, well, yeah, you're, you're a bit weird. Yeah. Um, so... It but does sound scary because, I mean, I think the shadow, I really think the shadow part of that is the scary bit. You know, people sort of hear shadow and think, oh, geez, um, you know, do we really want to do that thing? Do we want to go into that? Because shadow kind of represents the dark. You know, if you think about the yin-yang, um, it kind of represents that uh, darkness a little bit. So it doesn't sound super fun. Um, but, you know, honestly, and I, I am on board with Beck, I do do the same thing. A lot of people don't want to do the work and I get that because it's all about level of awareness and that sort of thing. But um, I, when I get triggered, I just go, yeah, we're going to go and deal with this thing and slap it in the face and whatever else. It's like, let's get on and do this work. Um, and I do enjoy that. You know, it's obviously not super fun going through it. It's, you know, a bit painful and whatever, like ripping off a Band-Aid. But, um, you know, I do enjoy that as well. So I am sort of on board. Um, it's really an inner reflection, I guess. And Beck might have some ideas on this too. But um, I guess, you know, I thought about looking in the mirror. You know, what what is that? What are the aspects of ourselves that we tend to keep hidden from others? Um, sometimes looking in the mirror can bring that up. You know, I say to people often look in the mirror and tell yourself you're beautiful. And women especially can't do it. They have a lot of trouble with that, accepting compliments, you know, sort of brings up stuff in people too. Um, so I actually Googled something back about shadow work because I wanted sort of a good definition. And what's really amazing about that is Carl Jung came up and Tula, one of my clients is a uh, Jungian and psychotherapist. So I know a fair bit about Jung and archetypes. And I think we did an episode on that, but what it is, it's always standing right behind you. And this is the definition that I Googled. I put everything into the show notes. So the link for this is in the show notes, <clears throat> just out of view. In direct light, we cast a shadow. And the shadow is a psychological term for everything we can't see in ourselves. So the stuff that is kind of invisible. So um, it is, you know, positive and negative. So I understood um, how important knowing my shadow was when I wrote a biography of a spiritual teacher. This is what the person who wrote this said. Uh, Many of us go to great lengths to protect our self-image from anything unflattering or unfamiliar. And that's true. You know, people are often trying to cover things up and don't look at this and all of that. So it's easier to observe another person's shadow before acknowledging our own, if you know what I mean. So this is sometimes finding fault in others, picking on other people, you know, it's easier to sort of point that out. Oh, look at this thing you're doing over there. Look at that thing you did before. Um, Then actually acknowledging what we've got to do. And that's uh, pretty, pretty common, I would say. So seeing the shadow of uh, a teacher, um, and this is what the author wrote, uh, helped her understand how someone can show gifts in one area of life while remaining unaware of poor behavior in another area. Isn't that interesting? So every human being does this. And uh, I, you know, personally find working with my shadow rewarding uh, and challenging, which is kind of what Beck was alluding to. And the link to that little uh, bit of info that I Googled there is in the show notes, as I mentioned. So, yeah, it is really, um, really, I'm probably a little bit too excited about Mm. this. I'm probably a little bit too excited. But I'm excited because I think it's really interesting stuff. I really do. And when you go and you do this sort of work, the shadow work, um, you're just making space. So you're clearing out, you're making space, you're helping yourself to grow spiritually and emotionally. Um, and it really it really helps with the physical side of things as well. So, you know, um, because 
it's it is it's it's a practice of healing and and self growth um and it's about working with your unconscious mind to you know sort of uncover um parts of yourself that you sort of hide from or you hide from others that you're not comfortable with so um you know and i think going into shadow work i think it helps to take it with a proactive approach and you know that sort of approach that my approach is it's you know it's really interesting and i'm very excited about this um it is a roller coaster absolutely but um it does help you to reduce your projections on people uh so when you're dealing with others often the things that trigger us trigger us um with our interactions so we'll be talking to someone and be like oh they're really judgmental they're a bit judgy don't like that don't like that and then all of a sudden you're like well what am i doing i'm judging mm. <laughs> i'm judging them being judgy yeah <laughs> um, funny, isn't just, it? Just a, yeah it is it is it is funny um so it's the self work that we need to do um it's not for everyone mm. but it certainly isn't for everyone not everybody's comfortable with it because not everybody wants to acknowledge that um they can do more work on themselves and not a lot of people think they're deserving of that either true Mm. very very true Beck I often say to clients um, you don't walk around with a sign in your head and then what I mean by that and the reason I say that is because a lot of people feel like randoms that they pass in the street know their hidden secrets um, and it's sounds ridiculous but it's true a lot of people think that and it's just not true I mean you don't walk around with a sign in your head and that's why I say it to people it means that people often will be afraid of getting up in front of a big crowd and talking because I don't want to be judged or, you know, whatever the case may be, or people to see things inside of them. And a lot of the time people are just distracted thinking about their own stuff, you know? Mm. So I just think people really look into things a little bit too much sometimes. So that belief can actually make those um, dark, deep, deep, dark secrets um, control us, you know, it allows them to control us for the rest of our lives. Um, how can we be free from that if we're sort of avoiding it and, you know, thinking everyone can see it and all of that? So one thing I did do when I had COVID was um, a lot of that shadow work and that uh, did really help me do a lot of that self-assessment and uh, it sort of made me question everything, you know, all aspects of myself as a light worker. The ego was really prominent during that time as well. And I remember saying to myself, um, why or who do you think you are doing this kind of work? You know, who do you think you are? Do you think you're, you know, good enough to do this? You know, all of that. There was a real feeling of that for me. So I questioned um, that and then I sort of answered my own question. And the answer was a big fat yes. I mean, of course, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm on earth for. I know that. And I'm here because spirit put me here. So I know that I'll always be supported. And when I say here, I mean redundancy. You know, that was all predetermined. It was 100% part of my journey. And I wasn't going to take that leap of faith. Um, so spirit made me sort of take that, take the jump. You know, I didn't really have a choice in the end. And it is too, um, Michelle. I'm just, oh my gosh. I drew an affirmation card. I've put it up on the the, um, oh, yeah. the, the attachment there on, on the show notes. Oh, yeah. Uh, check this out. Ah, uh, yeah, I can see. Got it. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Ooh, I just threw it across the across the desk there. Hooray. So it is, I surrender, I surrender to a power greater than me. Yeah. And it's got, yeah, it's got the butterfly on there and it's got <laughs> actually um, – I was having a chat to Michelle 
um, before we started recording the podcast today about taking my daughter down to the pond and throwing some rocks that's into right. it. The but that's what that rock. reminds me of with the circles yeah. and the ripples and um, mm. throwing our power rocks into the into the lake, mm. um, which was a lot of fun. Well, and it's all about your daughter in this episode. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's it. We'll just call it, you know, we'll just call it Mia. Yeah. Happy, birth- Happy birthday, Mia. Yeah, let me just change the title. <laughs> yes. Wow, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, Beck, shadow work is essential and, you know, questioning every aspect of self allows us to let go of anything that's not in alignment and everything unaligned must go. I love that saying, everything unaligned must go. So the shadow self, as we alluded to earlier, yeah, the aspects of self that we can't see, they're invisible. So it doesn't just mean the negative shadow isn't just negative. It's negative, positive. It's the stuff we don't see. Uh, and there's stuff that sometimes we try to keep hidden as well. But everything unaligned must go. So this is a work. This is allowing us to do this work. So it's painful. Uh, it does often bring up things around in a child, and that's been coming up a fair bit in readings with people lately for me. Um, but consider how much of a better son, daughter, partner, mother, father, workmate, we would all be if we were doing our own work. Because a lot of this is about triggering, which I'm going to get into in a second, but I'll let Beck um, fill in the gap here. Or I can continue, whatever you want to do. You can continue. Go ahead. Okay. So dark night of the soul. When I think about triggering, I kind of go into dark night of the soul a little bit. So uh, COVID, as I said before, sort of brought up a lot of that stuff in me. Um, I needed to sort of reassess, is this where I want to be? Is this where I'm going? Am I a light worker or not? Um, do I really want to go through all of this? And because it is painful, it's painful for us as well. I mean, light workers have to hold space for a lot of people. We're responsible for a lot of people. And that brought up a lot of stuff for me when I thought about getting into this was really, um, am I qualified? You know, am I willing to hold space for everybody? Am I willing to be responsible for a lot of people? And really that's what's happened. Um, I really do find that I'm responsible and important to a lot of people too, uh, with the work that I do and the words that I say. So triggering is a great tool to bring up stuff that we need to deal with and really get it done. So it could be someone or something. It could be an instance or a situation that brings up that triggering. So often when we're triggered, though, we get angry. Um, That's pretty common. Or we feel another strong emotion, negative emotion usually, which can also make us lash out at the personal situation which caused us to be triggered in the first place. So when I get triggered, one of the uh, things that I guess I try to do is walk away. So if I do get triggered and let's say it's, um, you know, my husband or something, I'll be like, all right, I've just got to go. I'm going to just, you know, hang out for a bit on my own. I'm just going to read a book. I'm just going to have a think about things. Um, this is really making me a little bit triggered. And I just want to see why, why that is. So I want to go and deal with that. So that's what I do um, so that I don't engage because the thing with triggering is often we try and engage, but we get angry at the person or the situation, as I said, and then it just goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And there's just no resolution there. We can't resolve that. So that's why you need to sort of step out a little bit. Um, If it is a situation, um, then, you know, I guess we need to get out of that situation, uh, go away, have a little think, you know, lock ourselves in the toilet, um, I guess, whatever is accessible to you. So we want to start to see this as a lesson and a blessing. So the triggering aspect of that. So I like to say, thank you, universe. I literally say that now. Thank you, universe, for bringing this to my attention so I can deal with it. And I feel like that's a really good little affirmation. I think that is absolutely beautiful, Michelle. And it is. It's um, about taking taking 
having the faith and and having the trust and taking that within yourself and just sort of empowering yourself as well. I just wanted to say um, shadow work and inner child work. So with inner child work and when I'm guided to being um, around children, um, I find that the message is received about having to acknowledge your inner child or, you know, um, you know, like we do our cards, we do our readings, those sorts of things, we do healings. And when the messages come through about doing inner child work or, or balancing out that inner child, it's almost guiding us, almost always for me. Um, and I don't know if you sort of have noticed the same thing, Michelle, um, that generally there's some shadow work coming up Mm. very very close hot on the heels of that and that's so that we can sort of balance it out because all of this um heaviness that we have um it's sort of for want of a better word suffocating our inner child Mm -hmm. as well and we're forgetting to have fun and we're getting more serious and we're doing all of that and just to help balance that out so that's that's something I've found um has been incredible Mm. That's pretty relevant considering the next episode we're doing too. Very relevant, what you were just talking about there. Um, so that'll be interesting. I'll highlight that in a second. But, um, yeah, very relevant uh, segue into what we're talking about next week. Um, a couple of inspirational sort of things I wanted to say here, recommendations, Beck, is um, I would like the listener at home and maybe us to, as well to sort of see the shadow side as beautiful. So what was popping into my head as I was writing the show notes today was Archangel Jophiel. And she teaches us to see the beauty in everything. And that was who is really on my mind. So she's gold. So she's represented by yellow in nature. So you could either wear a yellow T-shirt, yellow skirt, yellow dress, um, have yellow flowers. I actually had a client this week buy me yellow roses. Um, Well, it's a little kind of combination of different things, but yellow is the primary color um, because she knows how I feel about yellow. So she bought me yellow flowers before and she bought me yellow flowers again. And it was just beautiful. And as soon as she walked in, I was like, oh, Jophiel, um, because she's represented by yellow in nature. So um, yellow also is obviously prosperity and abundance. So her name means beauty of God. And she teaches us to see the beauty in everything. So seeing through the ugliness and looking at the beauty instead. So she's thought to be a companion of Archangel Metatron, who I also work with. So Metatron works with numbers and things like that, sacred geometry. But um, she comes in handy when we're feeling a little bit negative or pessimistic too, a bit down in the dumps. And we've been talking about shadow work today. So sometimes in life, we can forget to appreciate the values of struggle when we allow any negative thoughts to creep in and take over. So this is where people sometimes go down into the, um, you know, deep, dark depths when we don't really need to do that. You know, you can pull yourself out of it. It's up to you how long you sort of suffer and struggle for. So connecting with Jophiel can help you see your thoughts, emotions, and circumstances more clearly uh, by actually using the yellow light from her flaming sort of wisdom as um, a source of illumination. So essentially using it to cast light on. And that's why I feel like, and I just got goosebumps. So I, that's why I feel like she came into my head as I was writing today, because that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to get into the shadow side. We're trying to cast light on that, show it for what it is and get in there and do it, do the work. Yeah. So we don't have to take it into that next lifetime with us. So I just thought that was a beautiful way to finish because um, that really made a lot of sense to me when I read that. It is um, a absolutely wonderful way to finish, and and Archangel Jophiel is, um, you know, for those of you who aren't very familiar with the angels, the archangels, and especially Jophiel, do some research on it. Just have a look when you're sitting there for for five minutes. Just just do some. It's really um, quite 
relaxing I find it is I, mm. you just get this this sense of peace come over you reading about them and, and finding out um, a lot more about them but I wanted to also add in just before we go just um, you know a bit of recommendation for the people listening is to take it easy, easy on yourself also so you don't have to sort of bolt out of the gate with this sort of work mm. um, just take it a step at a time one area one thought one acknowledgement and then do something kind to yourself for yourself um, whether it be you know Go and sit by the lake, have a coffee, go and have a bath, self-love, bit of quiet time for yourself, um, those sorts of things, something kind for yourself as well. So you're just keeping that balance and you're not sort of going full throttle and mm. and, and it just becomes chaotic. Yeah. Yeah, mm. really good reminder. Uh, and it is important to have that balance again. So kindness and also doing the work, really important. So, but coming up in the next podcast, and you did kind of get into this a little bit with what you were just saying, but um, I'm, we're going to be talking sort of about premonition, so seeing ahead, but primarily um, we're going to be talking about the Dalai Lama. And, um, you know, Beck and I were just sort of talking about this and Beck was like, well, I don't know, I guess, too much about the Dalai Lama. But what I guess we're talking about is, I guess, that acceptance and that philosophy of everything is okay you know people can do their own thing there's no right or wrong it's just a lot around acceptance and so I wanted to sort of I guess honor the Dalai Lama because I did have a dream about him but also just talking around that you know how important is it just to accept how much easier would life be if we did do that so that's what we're going to be talking about next episode Rebecca exciting yeah have a great day Yay! And I'll talk to you next week. Thank you, everyone. All right. So what am I doing?